Good morning, noon, and night. How are you guys doing? It is me, Ryan. I'm here with another best of episode. Uh, Doug is out of town. He is traveling. He's on tour. So I got the chance to record some of these videos and uh, share some of my favorite moments in the month of April in 2023. Um, so uh, after we get this intro going, we'll get started. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. So guys, um, the show is Building Great Sales Teams. And uh, if you've been listening to us for these 200 plus episodes, you know only about maybe 70 of those episodes have anything to do with building a great sales teams, but they have everything to do with building great sales teams. So with that being said, these three episodes, I don't really have like a theme that I want to say it is um, because I just really liked these moments. I think we had some awesome moments uh, in April that were, you know, for me, were great to hear, great to see. And I, I picked three um, episodes that are going to be uh, great for you guys to hear and see, uh, in my humble opinion. Um, so the first one I want to go with is the uh, duo of Douglas Mitchell and Lisey Mitchell, as they had a conversation about what it is like to be the wife or spouse of an entrepreneur and what it's like to start your own entrepreneurial journey. So let's take a look at that um, in this episode. So I guess I want to backtrack a little bit and kind of get your experience from this. Cause I think whenever, uh, you know, some of our friends or, uh, some of these couples that we know that are newer entrepreneurs, uh, you know, we, we get together for dinner or whatever the case is and you and their wife start talking, like, it's like, you're kind of pouring into them in terms of what it's like to be the wife of an entrepreneur, oh, yeah. you know? So can you kind of walk us through what that was like in the early days and then how it is now that you're an entrepreneur too? <laughs> um, an emotional roller coaster. That, that's how I would describe it. Definitely. It's, it's nothing but like highs and lows. And if there is just a, an okay, good day, then it, it's maybe one out of the month, if that, you know, <laughs> um, especially in the, the first years, man, we were, we were babies. We were mm -hmm. 24, 25 when he started the company. 23. 20, oh, goodness. Yeah. Gosh, 23. Yeah. Cause I had Maddie when I was yeah. Okay. So, um, we had our baby, he has the company. I'm still teaching at the time and there were so many late nights for you where you had to, because you were running that whole thing. Mm -hmm. You were at the office late. And so I needed to kind of program my mind to, okay, when he walks through that door, I want him to be able to soak in as much of this, this family, this calm, quiet time as he can get so that he can enjoy it and feel, you know, fulfilled in with, with our home before he has to go out and back into the world and work again. Mm -hmm. Because I want to say you were doing like 12 hour days, mm -hmm. coming home, basically eating, sleeping, hugging Maddie, going to bed and then going back and doing it again. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not going to pretend like that was easy. I mean, I know that was hard for you, but man, that was hard for me too. It was, it was like a good hard, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not going to pretend like I wasn't enjoying it half yeah. the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't enjoying missing you guys, but at the same time, like I was building something. 
you know? And I just, I had to find my way to work around that to where it was like, oh, we're going to pop in the office and surprise you, or mm-hmm. you know, we're going to plan to go over there just to sit and have lunch with you for 30 minutes before we go home kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, and with the highs and lows, like not emotionally, if I'm being honest, it was financially. Yeah. Those were those highs and lows where like you come home and be like, hey, you know, made 30,000 this month. And then not get paid at all the next month. <laughs> you know? and it's like, oh. Or there would be times where I would call him and be like, hey, I just checked the bank account. I'm at HEB. Yeah. We have no money in there. Um, I need $217. Yeah. He'd be like, hold on, give me five minutes. And then the money would be in there. And that's just how we functioned. Yeah. And we made it work because I knew if we needed it, he was going to provide. Absolutely, no matter what. I just had to be okay if it wasn't always in there. <laughs> I couldn't see it, but I knew it was going to be there if I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it that was, was it was crazy, but that's, you know, and I always wanted the money in the business, especially yeah. early on. I want, always wanted it in there. So I just gave us what exactly what we needed. And then yeah. if we needed more, I would transfer it. But like, I know, you know, you other entrepreneurs that are listening to this have had that moment where your wife's called you or like, you're at the store and you're like, oh shit, I forgot to pay myself, you know? And so it happens. It happens for sure. But it's definitely a balancing act for sure. Mm-hmm. That balance between, you know, being supportive and making sure that, you know, you feel supported at home while also you having to tell me what's going on, you having to communicate to me the, mm-hmm. the you know, slow turns that you're in and all of that yeah. so that I know what to expect so that I'm able to prepare for it. Yeah. Because I remember one time you came home and you hadn't pulled the garbage cans that day, which sounds like something so small, but mm-hmm. I want to say we had like a three-year-old, a two-year-old and a newborn baby. Yeah. So I wake up and I'm immediately nursing, feeding kids, changing diapers, doing this, doing that. I look mm-hmm. out, the trash you know, compactor guy goes by and I'm like, <laughs> our cans aren't out there and the cans are full. So of course, like it's you just son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm like the one thing you had to do in my head, right? Cause I'm at home. The one thing you had to do for me. And he of course is at work dealing with all kinds of stuff. Who even knows what he's dealing with? So he comes home and I'm griping to him about some trash cans. Yeah. And he sits me down. He's like, let me tell you about my day. (laughs) Yes. And he's like, this is what I dealt with. And I don't even remember what it was. I'm sure it was something very intense. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. That's way more important than trash cans, you know, but you didn't tell me. And so that's kind of where we figured out, okay, we need to keep each other in the loop, definitely. Mm -hmm. Because as the wife, that helps me figure out, okay, what's a priority here? Are cans a priority right now? No. But, you know, something happened with one of the kids. Yeah, that is a priority over your business. Yeah, 100%. So now that you're an entrepreneur too, has that given you like a a different perspective or what's that like for you now? Uh, It's it's tough because our businesses are so completely different. Mm -hmm. Um. It, it has given me that perspective, but I want to say that if I'm being totally honest, my problems are easily managed at the office because I'm the one doing the teaching. I'm the one bringing the kids in and I'm not really counting on anyone else. And I know with your business, because of how, who you're consulting and how you're consulting, their problems are your problems. And mm-hmm. you're dealing with all of these outside pieces, I guess, yeah. where all of mine are inside pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have those stressful days or, you know, those days where I have a lot weighing on me or a lot on my plate. And it's funny because the communication piece that I was talking about, I don't really have to give to you. Yeah. 
I have to give to the kids. Yeah. I have, there have been several days where the kids get in the car and I have to say, hey, before you say a word, before you ask me to take you to the QT to buy gum, or before you ask me to, you know, turn on a certain radio station, let me tell you that I just need you guys to not ask for anything. And I, that's such a hard concept for kids, right? Like, don't ask me for anything. That's a hard concept for Cameron. Yeah, it is. Our middle son. <laughs> um, but I, I do, I have to let them know, like, hey, this is where I'm at right now. This is the page that I'm on. And I need you guys to just be aware of that. Yeah. It doesn't affect what you do. You know, as far as getting to play and getting to all of that stuff, just mommy just needs you to not ask for anything today. <laughs> and that's got to be okay. Yeah. No, for sure. I can imagine. Uh, when you first started this venture, you know, one of the reasons that you wanted to do it was because you wanted to control your schedule. Mm -hmm. Because with teaching, you felt like or you had to work all day. You were getting home at 536. And then you had to turn around and, you know, you were cutting laminates and you were grading, grading papers and all that other kind of stuff. So the, you kept telling yourself the whole deal was you were going to be able to have the schedule that you wanted, which was like a nine to four Monday through Friday. And then if you wanted to take Monday off, you could, if you want to take Friday off, you could, how many days have you taken off? None. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that ownership changes everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that was such an awesome episode to have Doug and his wife um, back on, like back together one, because that was an incredible story. And if you've been following us for any amount of time, Doug has told it several different ways. And it's it's truly tremendous. But it's awesome to see the uh, the growth there, I think. And then the the seeing it from both perspectives, right? When you're in something, it is a lot different than when you're looking at it, right? And everybody says hindsight is 2020. Um, but your hindsight could be 2020, but when you're in the middle of it, you you start to think of it differently, right? Like, yeah, it's it's simple, like, hey, you you should have been able to do this, that, and the other, but then when you like get brought into the fold, brought into seeing behind the scenes, um, behind the curtain, if you will, then it, it just changes your perspective, right? And so I, I think one thing that we can take out of that is the one communication is, is key to anything. Two, when she became an entrepreneur uh, herself, she saw that, yes, communication is key. And then she realized, okay, now it's like, there, there's a, there's a, there's a, like a, a 2.0, of this communication because it was just a communication between me and you. And then it becomes, oh, now it's not just communication between people, it's communication with the right people. And that's when she learned, okay, the communication doesn't necessarily need to be with Doug, it needs to be with the kids because they're the ones who need to know what's going on right now because right here, he'll understand, but where do I need to focus my communication? Also, I need to say like, why y'all taking slide shots at Cam? Like Cam is Cam is a he's a G. We got to get him on the show at some point. Um, so the next episode that we're gonna have is actually with another guest. It's going to be uh, Steve Schobacher, right? So uh, I, I think the the theme that I'm gonna go with with this one is vulnerability, like being vulnerable, because this 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 spoke to me. Uh, we did a State of the Union episode in April as well, and and some concepts from Steve uh, 
stood out enough for me to bring them up on that show. Um, so this is a part of that episode. This episode is chock full of good information. This particular section is talking about social media and what that looks like. So let's take a look. He just celebrated uh, it back in January his 20 year wedding anniversary. So congrats on that, brother. Uh, thank you very much, man. It was actually uh, 25th, 25. Oh, okay. I, I have, was looking it up on Facebook, and I guess Facebook's wrong. <laughs> yeah, awesome, Facebook's man. probably the fifth the fifth anniversary of the 20th anniversary, or you know how they do it. I got you. <laughs> I got you, brother. No, that's awesome, man. So the first and obvious question I feel like is, what is a – I can't even say it. Huada? What is that? I don't know where that came from, bro. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that must have that must have been Siri when I was filling out your form or something, because uh, it it sure wasn't me. If you okay. figure it out, tell tell me so I know. It sounded kind of cool. I'm like, where is he it going did. with this? <laughs> it did, and then I looked it up, and it was it was like a a, a native or a, a old English word for thief. I was like, <laughs> what does he mean by that? <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. I guess, yeah, Siri got it wrong on that one for sure. All right, brother. Well, one of the things I love about you is your tagline on social media, fact and non verba. Can you kind of walk us through what that means and, and why you chose that to live by? Yeah, absolutely. So so I started using that fact and non verba in a, in a nutshell means, you know, actions, not words. You know, in this in this day and age, we hear so many people about talk this game, do this, do this, do this, do this. And so many of them haven't even done it. They haven't walked it out, but they have no problems talking about it. So I love to say to people, well, you know what? Don't tell me about it. Show me about it. Show me what you're about. I'm going to learn way more from watching you than I will the words coming out of your mouth, sadly, you know? No, I couldn't agree more. And, and being in the space that you and I are in, where uh, it's in a an intentional part of our business to build our social media, you know, and then we're in all these masterminds and there's different levels to them and everything. So we see, we see a lot of that. Right. And then there'll be a trend, you know, whether it be core values or whether it be uh, VAs or whatever the case is. And then all of a sudden it becomes everybody's answer for everything. And a lot of people haven't even executed on these things, you know? And so it is, it's, 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 it's hard for me to see that out of, out of people sometime. And it's like, well, tell me the story behind why you're convicted on that. You know what I mean? Cause usually that comes in, that comes with the work that you did. Yeah. You know, it, it is. It, it, for me, it's just like, I think it just actually stemmed from a, just a frustration in general of fake people, you know, uh, mm -hmm. these days with this social media influencer thing and everybody, you know, being out there, I just, just one day I'm like, you know what? I'm just so sick of just even hearing about this. You know, yeah. let's what, what I just love the people that just just post about things that are going on, you know, a lot like your yeah. stuff, man, you know, kind of walking through your journey with you. Mm -hmm. So much respect for that compared to, you know, woo, I did this. woo, I did that. Well, did you, you know, or is that just a picture? <laughs> you know, I mean, realistically, yeah. it's like, well, did yeah. you, you know, or did somebody do it for you or you just, you know, so like for me, I think it just I started using it just just more as like a a frustration, even just to remind myself to, to keep myself in check of saying, Hey, you know what, mm -hmm. you know, you, if you're talking about it, you better have already walked it and, and not mm -hmm. vice versa. You know, uh, I know we're in the generation of you hear so many people say the old fake it till you make it stuff. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of adverse to that. I just, I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more like just keep quiet until you figure it out. Then when you figure it out, please share it with everybody. But 
you know, don't, don't act like you got it all together when you don't in any aspect of your life, yeah. you know, whether it be people talking about their relationships. So no, that one, nobody has it all together, but least, <laughs> you know, you know, but, but I mean, like, I you haven't know, you seen can, one you, yet. <laughs> you know, I, I've seen some people that I've known actually, you know, beyond the, on Facebook talking about how great their wife are. And then as, as uh, they're coming out of a hotel room with some other chick, you know, like really, yeah. really, you know, just, just stuff like that in general, you see it in business, you see it in personal. Uh, mm-hmm. And for me, just adopting the fact that nonverbal was just, just more of just a frustration and kind of like a battle cry for everybody to say, hey, you know what, let's stop talking about it. Let's start doing it. Let's show people some action. I love that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And one of the things I like that you said is, you know, you kind of, it's, it's also a reminder for yourself. Right. And so I was at a Easter past weekend and we were at uh, my wife's family's little ranch that they have, and they all come together every Easter to the ranch. And uh, one of the cousins asked me like, Hey, how come you're always posting about integrity? And what I told him was, is like, that's more for me than it is for you or for anybody looking at that. Because it's constant. If I'm posting about that, then I have to be accountable to that constantly. And it's just me holding myself accountable. A lot of times when I post on social media, it's me talking to myself. Yeah, I, I feel you there. I, I do the same thing. It just Sometimes we need the reminder as much as anybody else. And it, it's funny how you'll get kind of two different sections of people. One section will be like, yeah, I, I needed to hear that. Thank you. Well, sorry, it wasn't really for you. But if, if, you, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you, if you got value from it, that's great, too. But then on the other hand, you'll, you'll, you'll get people will, that'll be just, so, ah, how can you even talk about that? It's, you know, that's not even true. That's not even, like, yeah. like you, you just, just, you just don't know. It's like, okay, well, uh, you, a little, you're triggered much, I guess, you know, something, something poking <laughs> at you a little bit about something I said. And that's usually yeah. the case, you know, isn't it? You see sometimes when people get the most bent out of shape, you know, they're usually fighting with that particular thing, you know, when you, yeah. when you, when you, when you, when you, uh, make a post about lifting your sales team up and, and, and gathering together people that are getting the most mad about it are probably ones that haven't taken the time to do that. And they, and they know that. So that's why they're reacting to it. Yeah. And you can take any statement or situation or whatever the case is and, and, and make a case for one way or the other, you know, that's why I love, you know, the documentation strategy with social media, you're just documenting your journey, what's happening with, with you in that particular moment and there is a million variables going on, you know what I mean? So I don't think anybody ever has the end all be all answer, but it's more like, Hey, this is what I experienced. This is the, you know, maybe the few variables I have going on. And if you can learn from it, great. If not, then, you know, keep scrolling like everybody else, you know what I mean? So that episode, honestly, you need to go in there. That was just the tip of the iceberg. Literally we get super deep, um, but the facts over words, like your actions should speak for you. That was, that stood out to me. And I wanted to bring that in there. They talked about like, Hey, like be vulnerable on your, your social media, like be real on your social media. Um, I graduated from a class in 2017 and I gave, I gave the, the speech and what I said was be you in real time. Like that, that's something that is super important to me. Like I don't, I don't, need the polished you all the time like there are times where you should be polished right there are times where you should um look the part but at the end of the day if you're always looking the part and people don't know the real you then they don't know what they're getting into when they're when they're uh, trying to do business with you or trying to discuss anything with you i think that's super important that your your facts over your 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 persona 
shines more. And also in that episode, um, we find out that Steve is a, is a marketing guru. So go check it out if you are looking for your marketing. And the last clip that I have for you guys today is going to be a solo episode that Duck did. Um, I typically don't like to do solo episodes on these um, just because, you know, we want to we want to highlight the guests that, that come on to the show. But this solo episode, uh, excuse me, this solo episode was super good. Um, it's called Behind the Curtain. It's uh, it's the chance for Doug to kind of take everybody who's watching, listening behind the scenes of what goes on here at um, Building Great Sales Teams. Um, and this particular one, he got really deep about his relationship with his daughter and how, how parenting has changed for him. Um, and uh, just to set the story for you guys, um, we were, we were going through some, some financial stuff in, in the company. And so they, they had to let go of their house manager. Right. And that's, so they had to start doing chores themselves. Right. Um, the kids and, and, and Doug and, and his wife, they were, they were, taking over some more responsibilities because it was like, hey, we're we're going to pivot on how we're spending this money. Um, so we're going to take over these chores. And uh, that's where we're picking up on the story. So I'm going to let Doug finish it out. But anyway, so we tell him what's going on. We're like, hey, we're going to put together basically a, a, a list of chores for everybody. Everybody's going to have to pitch in. You know, my, my chore is uh, vacuuming and cleaning the floors every other day you know, and then doing a deep clean every weekend, right? So all of us had these different chores, you know, Cameron's was taking care of the chickens and Logan's was doing the poop duty, you know, so, um, and then in, then they got additional chores inside the house because we didn't have somebody doing those anymore. So like Logan's was, you know, wiping down all the countertops in the kitchens and um, organizing the dishes because his mom was going to wash the dishes, right? Maddie hates doing the dishes, so she's going to do laundry. I'm going to do the floors and then Cameron's going to clean the restrooms and we're going to do all of our chores every day for the most part, if we can. And then every weekend we're going to do a deep clean on each of those chores. And so everybody, what I I liked about this concept was everybody was responsible for somebody else's space. Everybody was responsible for somebody else's clothes or somebody else's dishes. So because of the, because it wasn't like, Oh, you're responsible for your stuff that whole deal, right? We were all helping each other out as a family, you know? And so we came up with that concept in the conversation. We started like talking to everybody about what they, not what they like doing, because nobody likes doing chores, (laughs) you know what I mean? But what they absolutely loathed doing, right? And so we came to a good place or whatever. And, uh, you know, this is where if I wasn't a present engaged loving father, I wouldn't have recognized this. But, you know, so everybody, like, gets rolling on their chores, right? Because we just kind of wanted to do the test run, see how everybody did. And so I walk outside, and, and, and one of Maddie's normal chores is taking care of the chicks. We've got two chickens and two ducks right now that we're raising. And uh, she's getting the water or whatever, and I can just see the, the look on her face. Something's wrong, you know? And I asked her, hey, baby, what's, what's going on? You know, you seem upset or whatever. And she starts tearing up a little bit. And so I'm asking her, um, what's going on? And she's like, uh, are we going to lose the house? And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Like, where did that come from? You know? 
And so I realized the boys are running around doing their stuff. We're in the backyard. It's not the best place to have this kind of conversation that she obviously is deeply, deeply worried, you know? And so I, uh, I tell her, Hey, come over here and talk to me. So we, we walk to the side of the house where my truck is, drop the tailgate. We hop on the tailgate. We start having a conversation. And, and I think one of the things that sales has taught me is to listen. You know, this has helped obviously in my relationships and, and especially with being a parent as we, as parents, you know, and our kids do stupid stuff, you know what I'm saying? So like, they're not the, the smartest beings at their age, you know what I'm saying? And that's appropriate, but at, at, at the same time, they do some stupid stuff, right? So we may think, Hey, we know everything. We just need to tell them what it is and they need to do what we tell them. And that's how it works. But, and we forget us as humans that we don't work that way. Right. And so because I've been in sales all my life, I understand the power of listening. And so I really let her talk. And it, that's the thing. If someone wants to talk, it's easy to let them talk because they don't really give you a chance to jump in there. Right. But when someone's struggling with something, and they're emotional about something, it's hard for them to articulate it. So you need to give them time in between sentences. And when, they, when they're trying to think of stuff, you don't interject. It's, it's so easy when they can't get the word out to like try and interject. But then you're not going to get the real, the real thing that's bothering them or eating at them or whatever the case is. And so, so she tells me, you know, I'm worried, you know, if you're not, if you're not making good money that we're, you know, we're going to lose a house or we're not going to be able to pay the bills or we're going to have to move again. And so I let, I let her talk for a while, but I want to focus on this thing first. So say we're going to have to move again. And I'm like, you know, I, I walked her through it. It's like, when have we ever had to move because of money? She thought about it. And she's like, the only time that we've moved, at least that you remember is when we got, separated and divorced, you know, and then, uh, moving after that was upgrading. You know, I upgraded to a nice house in the West side of San Antonio and your mom upgraded, you know, and put a contract on this house. And then we got back together, you know? And so it's all been upgrades this whole time. Um, so I, I started walking her through kind of our history as a family, you know, and when we had money issues in the past and what I've done to like bridge those gaps and stuff. And I said, you probably don't understand this just yet. And I don't want you, I don't want to make you think it's all me. I've had help from family, from financial institutions, from, you know what I mean? Like whenever things have gotten tight though, we as a family have made it happen. And the problem is, I guess, is she is 12 she's only really became aware of money in general for the last couple of years, you know, and part of that's my fault. Like I should have done a better job teaching her some of those concepts and stuff. And we've, we've done some things together. We've gone over some business plans for lemonade stand and, you know, we're, we're all talking about doing a, a little egg hustle business. You know, I know I put out the videos and everything like it's a joke, but it's not, <laughs> like, we are, we are seriously thinking about, doing a little family egg business, you know, and it would make like a couple hundred bucks a month. Right. But it's more, uh, to teach the kids marketing, you know, uh, keeping books, you know, all the things that go into the business and stuff. 
and so um anyways i don't, i got sidetracked that's there's my add so I'm having this conversation with her and I'm basically letting her know like, Hey, I know you don't understand this yet, but I've made it happen my whole life, you know, and no matter why, you know, I had issues, whatever the case was like, we've figured it out and you haven't really seen that. So you don't have that confidence yet that that's going to happen, you know, but I want you to talk to your mom about it. And she can kind of probably do a way better job than I am of explaining to you some how bad things have been in the past and we've always come back from it. And I, and I, and I told her, and it's what I post sometimes to you guys. And, and we talk about it on the podcast sometimes it's like at the end of the day, it's easy to put food on the table. It's easy to put a roof over your family's head. You know what I'm saying? The reason that, that entrepreneurs go out of business is because they give up. You know, and that's the difference is I have never given up. That's how you stay in business for 13 years. You know what I'm saying? And whatever version of business that is, I don't care if you're bringing a hundred dollars a month or a hundred thousand a month, you're still in business and you're still fighting for your dream. It's so again, I, I think vulnerability is the, is the theme of this, of this best of, right? I, I don't have any children. Um, I do have a wife. <laughs> and so I, I get that. Like people, when, when you, when people are relying on you and they don't know what's going on or it's, it's a shock to them, it's a shock to their system um, that it's not, it's not like you're, you're doing something different that they never thought that they would have to do because you've, you've either handled it before it got to them or you, you, you choosing not to tell them about those things and they, they start formulating stuff in their head. You need to be vulnerable with them and be like, okay, let's, let's, let's figure this out together. So like what's going on in your head? Because I, I can tell that you're not, you're not yourself. Like I can tell that you're not yourself right now. And I need to know why you're not yourself. Okay. Now that I know why you're not yourself, um, if it's, if it's me, if it's something that I've done or something that I can rectify, then let's talk about it. Let me, let me talk to you about, you know, first off, what is your feelings? Okay. You're feeling like this next. Why are you feeling like this? And third, you don't have to feel like this. And here's why you don't have to feel like this. Never. I, I never recommend telling someone they don't have to feel the way that they're feeling because their, their feelings are real and you need to acknowledge that before you move forward. But with that acknowledging of the feelings, like you, you need to, you need to rectify it in some way or, or make steps or a plan to rectify it in some way. Right. Um, but yes, that's, that's the best of for April of 2023. I think these three episodes were super amazing. Um, that solo episode almost, almost, almost brought a tear to my eye listening to it again, because it is, it's a, it's a powerful moment. And uh, we, we had Maddie on the show his daughter, his eldest, his eldest child, and she's the heir apparent to the Argenta throne, and um, she's great. But uh, yeah, that's that's it. Be vulnerable, be real on social media, and communication is key, guys. Uh, that's all I got for you guys, and we hope to see you next time on the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for your time. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.